0: you have to build genuine relationships with people. You have to care about other people, you genuinely. And if you don't, it's gonna be really hard to like fake that. If everything is just kind of transactional, you just don't, you just miss the opportunity to really like build something with somebody over a long period of time. Don't do something quick to just get a result if it could be damaging later on. Like if it takes a little extra time, but you do it the right way and leave it with a better feeling in everybody's mouth, like that's the better way to do it. And that's something my dad also said to me. He was very successful, but he was like, you want to, and Adam and I say this, you want to clink glasses at the top of the mountain with other people. It is not as fun by yourself.
1: Welcome to Selling Your Circle. I'm your host, Juliana Gainsburg, And on this show, we talk all things business development, entrepreneurship, and investing. Each week, we'll have a different guest because after all, it's about expanding the circle and keeping it fed. If you like what you hear, follow us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Welcome back to the podcast, now known as Selling Your Circle, formerly Realtor-ish. And now we're keeping it the same vibe, but we're moving forward and we're going to be able to add tons of new people. And by new people, I have my guest, our first off-site, not-in-the-studio episode with the one and only Rachel Pritzker. Thank you. Thanks for having us in your office. Absolutely. Thanks for accommodating us. Of course. I mean, I have a crazy schedule but it's nowhere near as hectic as yours are i would imagine that you like have a pretty time blocked schedule every day
0: i try to do as much as possible every day and if i can fit something in to help somebody out or answer a question or show up for something like i try to do that so um or film a podcast or film a podcast <laughs> or like whatever but mostly it's like client call client call client call new business client call yeah like and my team knows that I'll I will like run myself to the ground to try yeah. to make it happen which is like good and bad I like enjoy it yeah. I'm like a person who thrives off of being busy like if when I get home at the end of the day I like don't know what to do with myself sometimes yeah. so I'll I've been swimming recently but I think it's good to for me I like being busy yeah. busy it makes me Feel productive. And again, like I'm helping people solve problems. So, mm-hmm. like, some people really feel like a sense of urgency and they want to talk to me, and I don't want to, I don't want them to go somewhere else or whatever. So,
1: yeah, I've f- operated like
0: that for about seven years now.
1: It's impressive.
0: It's exhausting, but it's good. But thank yeah. you. I'm glad you think it's impressive. Yeah. Thank
1: you. I feel like, again, like lower level of like busyness, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like when I say, or I get to a point of where I'm stressed, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should remove something that is maybe not like important or like whatever the case may be. Maybe it's not aligned with my goals or and then I just think to myself, I'm going to replace it with something else. So it's like, you know, you make that decision because I'm the same way with consistently busy that way.
0: So the first thing I would say to you is you're not at a lower level of business and you want to be careful about your self Talk because you don't want to talk about yourself like that. Number one, that's <laughs> the first thing I noticed. So no, you're not
1: lower. <laughs> it's not It's different. We just had a whole episode on this. So the girl that we just had is probably cringing as she's watching me say this right now. If you
0: talk about yourself that way, then you're kind of speaking that into existence. And then other people may may now think of you that way that didn't think about that. So just be careful with that, number one. Um, And yeah, I mean, sometimes you want to... Be careful about if something's like urgent or important or not. There's something that we talk about in our office a lot, which is like a client's anxiety is not your anxiety. And there's a difference between something that's like actually really urgent, like the city's gonna demo your building versus like somebody just wants you to get on a call to help appease their anxiety for this deal they're working on. And I try to, and we try to accommodate being quick and responsive because that's given us a pretty good reputation and people wanna feel like they're important and they matter. But you also Have to make time to do stuff for yourself. So uh, my my brother, who I'm sure we'll talk about, who's my business partner, we talk about like nobody's gonna make time for you if you don't make time for you. So like if you have need to go get acupuncture in the middle of the day, or you need to get a haircut, or you need to take a week off, like you have to do that and make sure that you have a good team around you, but you have to prioritize those things. Yeah. I'll swap in other things that I wanna do or prioritize other things that I want to do. but for the most part, I try to give as much of me as humanly possible for as long as I can do it, as long as I'm coming at it with like a good mind and a good attitude. If I'm like really tired and irritated, like that's not the time that I should be
1: right. jumping on calls
0: and maybe I need to take a walk or like whatever. But
1: you do need to make time. Yeah, for I yourself. think not a lot of people have that perspective either. Like they'll just keep going at it and then you don't give your full self or you don't give the best version of yourself to somebody and then that's like a ripple effect right like of impressions or relationships with people or like i've gotten off phone calls and i'm like ew like i just (laughs) sounded
0: so negative or i just sounded like so like anxious or whatever and i was just like if i think i sounded that rough like you know i definitely you know and plus like when you in in the line of work that i do and you're problem solving for people and people are not coming to me because something like most times something great happened. It's because like they need help fixing an issue. Like I want to be able to approach it with an energy that's not like equally as irritated as they are. Right. They're coming to me to fix it. And I'm like, oh, God, that duplex. Like, you know, so yeah. I've noticed that. And I think, um, for example, like, you know, and. and the people who help me with my schedule, we've, like, worked over time, like, when, like, this is not a good time for this thing. Because, like, by that time I'm burnt out, mm-hmm. like, team meetings don't happen at the end of the day. Like, we're burnt right. out. Team, You know, the team call on a Friday that we have is at 12 o'clock. So we're in the middle of the day, kind of can stop, refresh, and then everyone kind of feels good about the rest of the day. Monday, it's, you know, not like 9am, it's at 1030. So everyone has a chance. So you learn that over time, like when it works for you. But i really have noticed and am um, given feedback and give myself feedback like that really didn't sound great. Or like you need to have calls be between this time and this time. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're sounding really irritated, or you're not you're tired or like you're not paying full attention. And I think that when people ask for
1: my help, they deserve like my full brain on it. Yeah. You know, for yeah. The and most as part. a business owner, like that's incredible to be like, okay, well we're not going to do this at 9 a.m. on Monday because I'm in charge and this is what we're going well, to I do. Well, I have to lead the meeting. So if I'm like, you know, and, we and don't we, we shouldn't be about, leading the meeting. Well when think when about I'm how tired. many
0: like you can cut that face, but that's actually <laughs> what my face looks like in the morning.
1: <laughs> think about how much how many people in like corporate America are just like okay like I have to be up at Monday at 8 a.m or like whatever this is I have to be like up and active and instead of just like continuing that like whatever that habit or that way that was made you're like no obviously no one likes that I don't even like that I'm not gonna do it because it doesn't work and I'm sure in the same thing in your industry and where you're at in your business that you've been able to like see okay this type of call at this time it's not I'm, I'm not gonna be good at it then Uh, Let's move it to somewhere else. Or, yeah, like my team will tell you,
0: like, nobody's going to lunch with Rachel during the week. Like, we don't do lunch with clients because, with most clients, because in the middle of the day, if I have to stop and then be at a lunch and like middle of the day, I'm so like finally in a groove with what I'm doing, then to stop for two hours or an hour and a half, I'm just anxious. Like, I want to get back to doing. Yeah, the thing I'm doing. I also think like there's something to be said for people who are like, I wish I could be a person who's like, I'm up at 4am in the gym at 430. Like, that's not me. I'm working towards getting up earlier, because as we've gotten busier and taken more on, like, I need more time in the day to, like, prepare to lead and prepare to manage and work through, like working, like on the business stuff, not just in the business with the service stuff. Mm -hmm. But everybody has their own way that they're productive. I think totally trying to be somebody you're absolutely not. Maybe you can get there over time. There's a book I'm reading right now about like little small incremental changes that you are consistent with is more significant over a period of like a year, two years, five years for your growth, as opposed to like trying to do some massive things that you can't stick with. So yeah, I'm, if like I have to lead a call, yeah. I want to be in my best self. Plus, like, our team isn't ready to go at 9 a.m. Yeah. So, like, if I'm trying to get the best out of everybody, like, you know, and, and we have a company where, like, because there's only, you know, 12 of us or whatever, like, we're really open to feedback. We're like, what do you think we should do? And what do you think? And it's like not me and Adam are being like, this is what we're doing. I mean, there's some stuff I'm like, this is what we're doing and this is the way to do that. But, like, when you want to coordinate large groups of people, you have to be open to, like, well, if everybody's – you know, traveling in from the suburbs or taking a train or there's issues, you got to like be a a bit accommodating to that so that you're consistent, which is the
1: goal. So we jumped right into it. Yeah, sorry. No, I love that because sometimes when I'm with people, I feel like everyone gets comfortable at some point, but sometimes it's like I have to like kind of like draw it out of people. So I love that we jumped right into it and got right to the good stuff. To circle back for people who don't know what Pritzker Law Group is, what it's made of, who Adam is, can you give me like the rundown of – who you are and what yeah. you guys do. Okay, so my name is Rachel
0: Pritzker. Um, and I'm the CEO of Pritzker Law Group, which is the city's only certified women-owned real estate law firm. I say that proudly, but I also say that kind of like in a sad way, like it's the yeah. f- sixth largest city in the country. and But it was a niche that we saw and like ran after. Um, our law firm is a full-service real estate law firm. So we do everything from like, you know, I need help setting up an LLC or reading an agreement of sale and purchasing my first home all the way through, you know, leases, every single permit and license you could ever imagine. We do expediting through land use. Hey, highest and best use of this property or I bought something that was zoned incorrectly or it's built out incorrectly. Can you fix it? and all the way down through litigation and everything in between, like full service, like anything related to real estate, we handle uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all the surrounding counties. Um, And if I can't do it or our firm can't do it, we will connect you with who can. Um, We try to make sure that people are in good shape and there's some stuff we don't do, but for the most part, there's not a whole lot within the real estate realm or quasi real estate that we can't handle.
1: And so when you were in law school, did you know that you were going to go towards real estate or when did you?
0: Mm-mm. Oh, and by that? the way, Adam is my twin brother, who's my business partner. Um, and Adam's a minute older than me, but everybody thinks I'm the oldest. I'm just our personalities are a little bit different, but um, it would be uh, lost without him. He has encouraged this whole thing from zero. And there's we have a very different skill sets, which I, you have some questions about that yeah. dynamic, which I, I laughed about when I wrote like depends on the day. Um, <laughs> no, I, I wanted to be a divorce attorney. So my parents got divorced when I was 10. Okay. And it was like very kind of like public, both like internally and externally. And my parents were in court for six years. And I was exposed to both of their attorneys. And I remember going to what my dad's attorney's house is like giant mansion in Gladwin being like, I didn't even know lawyers could make that kind of money and I was just so interested in like the process why it was taking so long I was like one of those kids who was like not like well why and everyone's like well because this and you're like okay see I was like a million questions if you didn't answer my questions I was gonna go search the house for the stuff or search the computer for like just so inquisitive and interested in things um and I worked for a judge um During law school, my first summer, uh, Susan Gantman, who was the president judge of the Superior Court, and for those who are not familiar with uh, the court system in Pennsylvania, the Superior Court is the second highest court in the state, sits right under the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, not to be confused with the Supreme Court of like the United States, but, um, and she was just like, um, she had been a family law attorney at Cozen O'Connor, she then became a judge, she really uh, worked her way all the way up to very high level president judge of the Superior Court, And she was just like such a powerful woman and but like in like the kindest way, like not super abrasive or aggressive, just um, I worked for her It was me and five other law clerks. They were all guys. I was the only woman, only girl in the office. And she was like, don't do family law. She was like, you'll be burnt out. You're meeting people on their worst day because of what you went through as a kid. You'll be really emotional. And. I was like, mm, okay, whatever. And then the first job I got out of law school um, for a, a law firm that I had uh, been also a law clerk for didn't have family law. So this they were having me do like insurance defense work and like med mal and like that I was like, no yeah. way. So I fell in love with real estate. There was an attorney who I worked for. Um, who like was super different in a lot of ways to anybody there the most notable thing is you'd walk in his office like t- he'd be like could you review this lease sure absolutely i was looking at MedMo documents no problem on that lease yeah and nobody else was jumping at it so i did it and went back to ask him questions and he was like never in the office like ever and i was like whatever that guy's doing like i want to do whatever that is because i'm like so social like i do yeah. not like sitting behind a computer it's not my highest and best use it's not where i shine um and so he had all these like giant like renderings and floor plans and like building plans and construction documents and all that these maps and i was like what is this, what does this guy do? And he'd be like, if you have any questions, meet me at Ashton's. Well, Ashton's is a cigar, cigar bar <laughs> on Walnut Street. And I was like, okay. So I'd literally go over there and he's like with politicians and with different business people and with yeah. different CEOs of, you know, Penn and Drexel and like all. And I was like, and then we would go to fundraisers. And like, I was just like, whatever that guy is doing, I want to be doing that. And family law just kind of like went by the wayside and um, I had another really important conversation with my dad and he, I was like between two places and he basically was like, do you, you know, when you envision your career as a woman in this space, like, do you want to be seen as this or you want to be seen as that? And, um, you know, I looked at real estate and the options of real estate and I, the, the tangibleness of it, the fact that there's, oh, you always have a need for it, um, As, like, I thought it was just so exciting, and I worked for somebody who, like, really showed me this side of it that was social and political and creative and collaborative, and I just, like, fell in love with it, and I'm very glad that I did not go into family law I think I absolutely would have burnt out and I wouldn't yeah. have had this like there's a lot of women in family law as opposed to like there's very few women in real estate law that like own their own yeah. companies so
1: I've had other conversations with other attorneys who have said the same thing yeah the ones that are in divorce or in some type of other family law and they've said the same thing like it's very a burnout situation um but when I think of if I was thinking of you right mm-hmm. I think of the person that you said that you worked for Like the person that's like in the politics or like social or out touring new development on American yeah, or like doing like different stuff like that. So I think that's super cool because you saw like you were given a tangible vision and you're like, I like this. And then you did it.
0: I also liked the way so I worked for him and I worked for this other associate attorney at the time. She was, like, a really good technical attorney. She still practices. She's become a close friend and has helped me tremendously. Like, really good technical attorney. And when I mean technical attorney, I mean, like, knew all the rules, knew where to find them, knew how to interpret them, knew how to do the paperwork pristinely, knew how to prep for a case, knew what the court was going to say in the case, in the event that it was appealed. Like, really knew her stuff, like, off the top of her head and also procedurally. And I was like, wow, this girl's, like, just a rock star. And then... The attorney I worked for, the partner I worked for was like unbelievable with the people side of it was not the best at like the paperwork side, because as you progress, like as a partner in a firm, like your job becomes like more like client relationships and business development than it is like being great at paperwork. And I worked for both of them. So I got to basically have like this marriage between like a really good technical attorney and a really good, like someone who's very personable and like the people side of stuff. Um, And then I decide, you know, decide like what your style is. When you're a young attorney, you like watch a lot of, I mean, I did, I watched a lot of other attorneys and it would be like, Ooh, I like the way that that person says that, or like, Ooh, that didn't like land right the way that he, he or she approached that. And then you kind of get to learn your style. It's theater, right? Like it's, how I definitely
1: have the same, like, there's a ton of people that I've considered as, like, mentors or people that I've looked up to or have created friendships with throughout being in the real estate industry mm-hmm. that is the same thing. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't like how they do this, but I love how mm-hmm. that, this one does that or that kind of thing. I was just pulling my phone up because I needed to circle back to my notes of what I had asked you. Okay. Um, so we touched on Adam. Do you want to like talk about that dynamic? I know that uh, here's my thing. A lot of people are like my world. It's common to have husband and wives that turn into teams or maybe Mm -hmm. like one brings them into the industry. Like did Adam, was he already in law? Was that his thing? Did he kind of go with you to this route or like had the sibling dynamic come about?
0: It's funny, like it would be funny if like you hear me tell my side of it and then like he tells us and like we'll see how similar or not similar it is. <laughs> um, the story I tell is that I was working at this law firm. I got an opportunity that he had passed up to work for Alan Dahman city council as his legislative council um, because the partner I worked for at my old law firm had done that for a different council member. He really saw the value and was like, if Adam doesn't want the job, you should do it because here's what it opens up for you politically and otherwise. So I ended up doing that, quit my job after like a year and seven months doing that, which is a story for another day and didn't like know exactly what I wanted to do, but like knew I needed some space and time to like figure that, but knew that I didn't want to go back to a big law firm and I didn't like, wasn't going to stay like just working in government. I met with my dad and my brother and kind of was like, my dad ran a really successful business in the city for 30 years and then sold it. And so like from a lot of business Perspective, Like he just is someone I go to for that. He also knows me well, my how I process emotionally. And we're very similar, but very dissimilar. Talked to my mom about it, my grandmom about it, because I was nervous financially, first of all, and you quit your job. You're like, what am I going to do? So yeah. met with my dad and my brother, I talked to my mom, my grandmother, and my My dad and my brother were like, well, how many lawyers are there that do land use? I was like, well, maybe like 10 that seriously practice, but like there's no women that own their own firm and there's no women or anybody who recently worked in city council. And I just worked in city council and I unless you work in city council and you work doing the work that I do on the private side, you don't totally get how incredible of an opportunity and how limited of an experience that that is. There's seventeen council members, and I, there's one staffing position like mine for one of those members. Like it is so it's like high school. It's like if you went to a high school of like thirty people, like and these are the most powerful political people in this entire city. Like it's wild. And so um I to to explain that to my brother, my dad was challenging because they didn't come from real estate. Adam was a lawyer. he, wanted to be in business always. My dad was like, go, don't get an MBA, get a law degree. Because my dad, through his experience, was like, you always have to hire lawyers. You can't read half the stuff. You don't know what it means. Like an MBA, unless you're going to climb up like corporate corporate, is not as beneficial as a law degree, which was yeah. phenomenal advice. And so luckily, Adam got a law degree and took the bar because you can't be partners in Pennsylvania in a law firm if you're not a lawyer. Okay. So had he not gone to law school and got an MBA, like I don't know that we would even have this, to be honest. Adam was like, yeah, I don't really think there's, like, room for anybody else to do that because there's already 10 people doing it. And I was like, okay. Is that a lot? No, there wasn't a lot. But when you don't know the space, that's a reasonable thing to say. And for me, I was like, okay, in my head, I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. Like,
1: yeah, you know,
0: I gave myself a certain amount of time. And I was like, let me figure out if I have six months to make this work, if I can show that there is movement, if I can show that this could be profitable, if I could show that I could get traction. And, I, and Adam basically, who's like very, very like frugal or thoughtful with money, basically was like... I will back you financially when you start this thing. And that was more, Adam could have said everything negative, but the fact that he put his money up said everything to me because he's not somebody like, if you know, Adam, he is so thoughtful with money. Like he will remember in the third grade at lunch that like our friend Andrew owes, still owes him $5 (laughs) and 62 cents. I'm not even kidding. Like he's so like that he put his money up and his experience had been in venture backed startups an in venture. And so he basically had built a sales and he had worked at a big legal technology company doing all of their sales and building their sales team and had traveled the country doing that. He was like, I can build you a sales funnel. And that's when we started talking about, well, who do we reach out to and who are people not targeting? And so we really built it together. Although I was like out front more than he was cause that was my skill set. Like I had done the land use work. He'd never done the land use work but I also didn't know how to operate a business. I didn't know how to deal with finance. Adam is unbelievably uh, patient and savvy with technology. I am not. If my email doesn't work or the internet doesn't work in here, I lose it. And then I'm like, it's broken. And he's like, just refresh your browser. Um, So (laughs) like all to say that like sort of that skill set really was important. And had he not been like supporting me, um, helping financially and also just helping me build out this thing. Uh, And doing it with me like all the meetings and he was working full time for another company and like he'll tell you it's like office space for like he was working less and less and he kept getting promoted. And he was like, Rachel, (laughs) I need like an end. Oh, yeah. He's like, I need an end date because they keep keep promoting promoting me and I feel horrible that they're promoting me. Because he was
1: always planning on leaving.
0: And because he's really good at figuring out how to scale something small. Like, he's very talented at being like, how can I put the least amount of effort to get the thing done? Automate technology. And I'm just like, I'll work myself to death as opposed to always being smart about how we do it. And that's sort of how it came to be. And, like, it got traction. And we started, like, seeing this opportunity. And, like, the both of us just, like, put our heads down and worked at it. Like, we had a vision of what we wanted to do. We kept the vision and we just worked at it. Like it wasn't like a magical thing where it just happened. Like we, we worked at it for months and months on my couch for months and months and months and months and months.
1: Do you think that because you have similarities, but you are very, very different is part of the reason why it works?
0: It's 100% the reason why it works. Yeah. Because if you had two me's, like two people who had the political, you know, aspirations, the political connections, the technical side on the land use, like we would have had two lawyers without anybody who had any kind of real business sense or any real sales sense. When you go to law school and you work at, with, as a, an attorney, they don't teach you most places, or at least my experiences, they don't teach you business development. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you sales. They don't teach you marketing. So I don't know how all of a sudden you're supposed to have a book of business when all you're taught is how to bill as many hours as humanly possible and that's the metric that you're kind of given had adam had the same skill set we wouldn't and and not only just in the beginning but even now like there are components of our business that like i'm not heavily involved in or he is not heavily involved in and if we didn't have that we wouldn't have grown at the, the way we have and we also wouldn't um it wouldn't be as interesting or as dynamic as it is because yeah. we would be the, the same.
1: Well, that's interesting that you talk about the business development side of things, because that's a big topic that I've talked about on the podcast a lot. As real estate agents, we are some get to a point where they actually start looking at it as a business like mm-hmm. this isn't just like I'm going to start finding people and selling them houses like there's a whole organization like you hire people, you have admin, you have transaction coordinators, you have marketing, you have your own personal photographer and then basically you create this business within a business but no one teaches you that mm-hmm. like you have to literally go out and find someone to either mentor you or take classes on it or hopefully you work with a company like if you were an attorney and you started somewhere that had that experience already and they were willing to give it to you mm-hmm. same thing on like my end no one is telling you in real estate school the 75 hours that you have to take to be mm-hmm. a real estate agent they don't tell you anything about how you're going to pay taxes on a 1099 better or like different ways to just structure your business. So it's interesting that it's also the same way with like law. Like I didn't even really think about that. You go to school for so much and you learn so much and become this professional. And if you were to have your own law group, like that's a whole other side. Like you're not just being an attorney. You also have to run your business and you have to find
0: clients and keep clients. I like, I think I always knew this, but it sort of hit me more recently that like personal development is more important than professional development. Um, you being able to be like a people person or understand people, understand human behavior, understand how to connect with people and have it come from a genuine place is more important than just being really smart at your thing. Like I could be unbelievably skilled at like my, you know, our area of law, but if I don't have an ability to connect with people, if I don't have an ability to um, genuinely care for people, if I don't work on, you know, being self-aware of how to, how I say things or how I show up in a room or things like that you don't get as far and there are some people who just naturally have it there's other people who naturally have it and have to tweak it and then there's people who just don't have it like there are I could tell you there are some lawyers that I worked with at my old firm like brilliant 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 but like you would never put them in a room with a client like they just didn't have that and like they weren't gonna get that and you you need people that have you know if you always had everybody that was like great with people then you you know you don't maybe have a lot more competition so yeah. for me like I always was somebody I always had a lot of friends growing up I never had a hard time making friends I think some of it is like I have crazy red hair and so like I stand out regardless so like I always felt different I always was different and my personality is such that like I'm so interested in other people I'm interested in them to know me like And I enjoy... I get a lot of energy from being around other people. Some people don't. Like Adam, he he likes it's funny, like I joke, like for our birthday every year, I always want to do like this big thing. And he's always like, you know, we share birthday, So he's always like, eh, I don't really can't we just do a, And every year it's like this. And then I throw this big thing. And then he like has a blast. And he's like sparkling around the room. And he's like, so thrilled. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this thing this year where you're like, you're gonna be, you know, not want to do it. And yeah. then if you put Adam in a room with people, he lights lights it up. Yeah. And he's, better he'll say to you he's better if I'm there with him he's just more comfortable i can walk into any room and i feel like i could talk to a wall like i do feel like it's just something i pushed myself to do it's something i do and and there's value with everybody yeah. like I, if you walk into an environment being like well I'm, this only be valuable to me if i can get a client and they're going to give me money tomorrow then like right. bad attitude if you walk in like who who knows who i could meet who knows who could meet me, who knows who they know, Mm -hmm. and just be happy to like show up and experience that. Anything but sitting behind a desk doing paperwork, I'm here for. So if it gets me out and about, like I'm going
1: to do that. I love it. And I'm the same way. I have been told by multiple of my coaches that I just do better face to face. Most people do. I just close better face to face, not necessarily saying that that's what I'm doing. But from a form of relationship building or like lead generation or just like networking, it's beneficial that in my calendar, I'm going out three weeks or three nights out of the week, mm-hmm. whether it's like just going somewhere or it's actual like scheduled events where I know I'm going to just meet more people, shake more hands, like spread my knowledge of just whoever I'm talking to. It's not even that I'm actually like selling on the brain. It's just expanding the network.
0: Yeah. The network, your network and your relationships is the whole thing. Yeah. Like my the fact that I worked in city government in Philadelphia is 90 percent of the reason why we can do half the stuff that we can do. It's because of the relationships and not only that, but because I had someone who did it before me that was wanted me to win and succeed. He was basically like, here's the best way to navigate this, just so you know, because I didn't. Here's the mistakes I made. And so yeah. I had kind of a road map of like, you know, how to handle myself while I was there, yeah. especially being a young woman. I was like twenty seven, twenty six or whatever it was like he was like you know look out for this and watch that and do this and so that was like huge and i really liked how he moved so like when i would watch him i would want to emulate like some of it but i saw that i saw the like the results of him doing that and mm-hmm. so then i kind of leaned into that as well but the relationships that he had and being able to pick up the phone and solve a problem in 2 minutes where other people are like emailing for 3 months yeah. i was like that's power like that i want to do and you have to build genuine relationships with people. You have to care about other people. You genuinely. And if you don't, it's going to be really hard to like fake that. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's business and you there obviously you need to like, I'm calling you because I need something done, but there's a way to care about people while you're doing it, remembering little things like, how's your niece? Or, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was, I remembered they told me they had to get off the phone because they were going to pick up their grandchild. How's your grandchild? Like it's not that hard to just care a little bit be human and they were like oh thanks for that and then you open up you know the rest of it but if everything is just kind of transactional you just don't you just miss the opportunity to really like build something with somebody over a long period of time and that's the other thing i'll say is like everything for me for the most part when i'm like in my most sane mind is like forest for the trees it's always like Don't do something quick to just get a result if it could be damaging later on. Like If it takes a little extra time, but you do it the right way and leave it with a better feeling in everybody's mouth, like that's the better way to do it. And that's something my dad also said to me. He was very successful, but he was like, you want to, and Adam and I say this, you want to clink glasses at the top of the mountain with other people. It is not as fun by yourself. And my dad was like, if I could do it the way you're doing it, which is just being a nicer person as you go and not being as, you know, cutthroat as he was, you, you can get further, it might take you a little longer, but you can get further and you end up having a crowd of people around you. And yeah. I want to win with other people around me. Yeah. Not just so like, look better. at what we did. I'm alone. You know? No, thanks.
1: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Castle Public Adjusters. If you have fallen victim to property damage, Castle Public Adjusters is your first and only call. They will make sure that you get the maximum compensation for your property loss. Remember, avoid the hassle, just call Castle 215-752-1237. So I'm like motivated right now, despite all that. I'm like, let's go. Let's it's go a, meet more and, people. And, and by the way, it's a ton circle. of trial and
0: error. Like if you ask people about me and then when I first started my career, you could ask council members. They'll be like, She's like chilled out a bit. And like, that's good. Like I had a council member said to me the other day, or say to Adam the other day is she always this tough? And he's like, you have no idea. Like, yeah. but I like, and then being able to take feedback, you know, like, I think that's the other
1: thing. I think it's one thing if you're tough, right? Like I respect that. Like me as a person, I like that. Whether that translates to other people or not, who cares? But if you're able to take feedback, in addition to being that way, that's hard and also even more respectable. Someone said to me like, if
0: someone who cares about you is willing to say something that could cause an issue with you and they could just not say it, the fact that they're saying it shows that they care. Yeah. Now there's a way to say s- stuff to somebody yeah. that, so they can hear it. But I typically try to think of it like, if someone's telling me something about me or that they noticed or whatever, they're coming from an effort to help me. Um, they're not like filming it and trying, like they're not trying to hurt me. Yeah. And they could also just not say anything. And I am a tough person. Like I'm not always the easiest person for somebody to say like, hey, Rachel, the way you did that wasn't cool. Or like, cause I am very like assertive Strong. and I am like, I will bite back. And, um, but I try to think about it. Like if the person's going out of their way to try to like help me out that way and they don't need to be doing that, then there's gotta be some truth to it. Cause it's easier just to say, like, nothing. so right. And, like, we all have room for growth. Like, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, we are
1: And I think far people from perfect. that continue to be vulnerable to that, like, I know I have room to grow. I personally, I've been, if I think back to even, like, six months from today, I know I've grown so much as a human being. And there's people that are even 10 or 15, 20 years older than me that are still open-minded to that and know that they can also still grow as, as humans. So I respect that because I feel like some people just don't think that or they're just like oh well like if you're doing this at this age like you're stuck
0: and those people will be the same way yeah and and listen you can't worry about anybody but you like I try really hard to remember that like if I want to be if I want someone to be different I may have to show up different and like I can only control me so like can't force somebody to go to therapy you can't force somebody to like you know have better X, Y, or Z, You, can, but you can work on you so that maybe you respond to it or receive it differently, or so that you have more patience or tolerance to handle it if it's difficult. So I've been working on that more than anything is like, I need to maybe show up different so I can handle it different as opposed yeah. to hoping somebody else is going to be different. My job is not to course correct anybody else. Yeah. I can try to point stuff out to be thoughtful. But if I work on me, that's I mean, that's really all I can do. Yeah. And that's where I'm focused.
1: Yeah. Uh, as far as the industry, do you think, do you see yourself ever doing anything else? One part of the People question. People ask
0: me this a lot. Um, I get asked a lot, like, if I have political aspirations because I'm really involved in the politics of the city just in so far as the land use work that I do. Most of my practice is... Dealing with developers, working with developers and property owners to navigate city processes Mm -hmm. and approvals in the different city agencies, the different council members, members of the administration, um, things at the state level. And uh, because of that, I've built like a pretty good rapport with most elected officials, their staff, et cetera. Um, as a result of that, in order to support those people's efforts, to say in government, you know, I'm involved with a lot of fundraising. Mm-hmm. I've taken up that uh, more aggressively this last couple years than like ever before, and as because of that, um, and my passion for that, and my passion for like kind of problem solving around some of the city issues, and the way I approach that through, like I'm on the board of the Building Industry Association. I'm the youngest female by like a landslide, and. Um, people are like, oh, do you wanna be a politician? I would say that for now, like there's other stuff besides our law firm that I'm involved with that I am dedicated and committed to having grow. I think that if I was ever gonna do something like totally different or go to like into government, I would wait until like at the end of my career. Like when I have made all the money I wanna make or I have achieved what I feel like is a certain level of success so that I could do that in a way. I would love to ultimately be in government, like at the end of my career as like a give back to the city, similar to like what Alan was doing, where it was just like, he's made a lot of money, he sees the value of the city, he sees like what he could do to help. And so he has now the time to do it. And he doesn't need to take money from anybody else. He can just do it kind of independently. Um, But there are other ventures that I'm involved with besides the law firm that I want to see through. Um, So no, for right now. I want to do this and, and those things. And I have partners, like I'm committed to like being a good partner and, um, seeing some of that stuff through. It's not just me that does any of this stuff, by the way. So I have made commitments to other people and I want to be kind to that. And I want to be, you know, responsible to them as well. And so, um, If my brother would never hold me back from anything if I really wanted it. But for now, no, I mean,
1: there's a lot of other
0: cool stuff that we're working on that I would rather
1: do than I love how supportive he is, because I feel like you a lot of times it's one or the other like siblings in general. You either have like a great relationship or like it's like they're separate or like they're not their own thing. And I've only ever seen or heard him talk like highly of you. Yeah, I Which joke I that he doesn't so say it nice. to my face.
0: He says it to other people.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: No. no, Adam's super supportive. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think there's a, not a ton of men that are as comfortable as he has become sitting second chair to a woman. Um, Adam doesn't have an ego with it. He did in the beginning. He was like, if this is what we got to do to be successful and like, then like, let's go do that. He shines in other ways people don't see. Like, there are avenues in our business that he has taken us that I never would have ever done and that he was a lot more um, comfortable taking the risk. Um, But I'm just more outward facing. I, again, with my hair, I think I'm just more recognizable than like Adam, who's like a six one, you know, white dude with brown hair, like with glasses, (laughs) like in a button down, like I think there's, but um. He's he's really, really supportive and we're supportive of each other. And I think the biggest thing that I like about Adam is that, like, there are many people who will not be real with me. He is always real with me to our detriment sometimes, to my detriment sometimes. But he um, at the at the end of it, like more than anything, like he loves me and he wants, you know, me to be as good as I can be, and sometimes being tough or being able to say certain things to me, like yeah. I appreciate not in the moment, but yeah. but you need it. But I appreciate, and yeah. like I have to see him on the on the weekends or at, like at Sunday dinner. Like, when am I going to? Well, you guys
1: are more we're than like, just uh, business we're partners. Twins you're too. Yeah, you're like best friends, or like essentially very good friends.
0: I would say like we're not best friends like like we there's like lines with personal stuff that we don't right. throw. but like yeah I would say like he's one of my closest friends like but you he's hang also out with him on the weekends as well as besides
1: if Sunday I yeah dinner.
0: yeah but I'm saying like with a sibling like we're, we we're not gonna ever throw the talent because like I gotta like see him at mom's you know on Sunday yeah. or have, like you know what I mean so
1: yeah. that's
0: the benefit of of being a sibling I think it's different than being in like a romantic relationship with a business partner right. which I can imagine is very challenging but I will say it has affected like our friendship like him and I have to work at a friendship because everything is very like business 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 and then like we don't want to talk for four hours and then business business it's like sometimes I forget to just be like how are you yeah like How's your day going? Like, yeah. do you want to do something fun together? Like, do you want to go to a basketball game? Like, we have to work at that side of it because a lot of it has is just business business business. Yeah, so, I could definitely yeah. see
1: how that gets strenuous even as siblings versus if it was like a relationship.
0: Yeah. And my other sister, my other – I have two younger sisters, but my middle sister, Jamie, she worked with us for a little while. I do not want her on this podcast to say (laughs) how that went. Um, But no, working with family is tough because then you got to get in – you're like – I'm, I'm in a leadership position and this is about business and like, I'm, I am do not care about what happened, you know, at Christmas four years ago, like this is like today and this issue and that. So, but you got to work on it. And I'd rather be partners with him than anybody else, you know, like at the end of the day, we, he, he understands me and we, there's more, way more benefits than there is like issues. So yeah,
1: Yeah. I love that. We kind of like bounce around my questions and normally I don't know. I just wanted to make sure we hit everything. So I think it's so funny that you had yours. Yeah. I never... I will write out in my mind to like brain dump what I want to talk about so that I know. But I rarely ever am like looking back at it and like going... I just like had so many things that I wanted to make sure that we crossed off while we were here. So touch on like pros and cons industry-wise. Like things that you love and things that you're like, eh.
0: I would say pros are like... There's just like number one, a lot of opportunity with real estate because um, and this is like just not only just being a lawyer, but like, you know, as a lawyer, you're limited like jurisdictionally to like wherever you've taken the bar. So Like I can't practice law outside of Pennsylvania, and New Jersey.
1: Right. But
0: Pennsylvania is a massive state. New Jersey is a massive state. So like there's like if something's going crazy in Philly. I can move and sort of like pivot to market, like marketing out in the suburbs, or Mm -hmm. I can look at Jersey and like, it's just expansive in that way. A lot of opportunity. I think people who are in real estate, you know, as investors or developers, like the beauty of it is you could literally build anywhere. I mean, you have to have boots on the ground, you have to know the market, you have to have you know labor and you need capital but you're not limited to like just one geographic area. That's a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes yeah. I tell you know politicians specifically like if you make it too difficult, like there is choice and they will move and those who have means will move and that's just a fact right and we don't we don't want to be a city who is, Runs be- people is out. yeah the, we, don't, we don't want investment. we want investment. we don't want it to be a headache. The other pros, especially being like a woman in my space, I didn't, I never saw it like, oh my God, I'm a woman, woe is me. I more so saw it like, wow, there's nobody doing that. So, like, that means there's just like this huge avenue to do that. Yeah. And if I try to do it in a certain way, um, I think I could be really successful at it. I didn't look at it like, well, that means that there's no room and everyone's gonna this or that. I just saw like, you know, I, I knew I had to be cer- careful about certain things. Like, you wanna be careful, you know, how you dress, and you wanna be careful, like, how you speak and the way you show up in rooms and some of that stuff. But I saw it really as an opportunity. So I think there's a ton of opportunity. And most of my firm, as you know, is women that work with me. Um, We obviously have men that work here too. But providing a space for other women to grow and succeed was important to me. I think some of the cons are just more so related to like – and a lot of it's temporary too. Like there's an ebb and flow to all this. Like the cons in in the industry is like, yeah, you're beholden to like – politics, right? Like you're yeah. be a lot of like that why I'm so proactive with it and why I try to encourage other people to get involved is because people don't always realize how important local politics are. Like we pay attention to the like the national level stuff. We a lot of people don't even pay attention to state politics, but like I pay attention to both of those because I know how influential or discouraging or whatever it is local policy, regulation and laws are for real estate. So if you aren't paying attention and you know they're legislating to include this or that type of development that is yeah. detrimental to your industry or make per you know provides challenges if you're not speaking about it understanding it and 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 working through it then you're you you can not help people as much as you think you can and also you can't do anything to change it i'm not a big just talk about the stuff i'm a big like get on the court and like play the game okay, and try yeah. to help um, so i think the politics are hard because i think it can be nauseating for a lot of people the biggest challenge with politics is that you have people who are in position that don't always have expertise in your specific industry. And so the that gap between like what you know and where you're at and what you see versus like what where they're at and also who they have to advocate for, that can propose a challenge. I also think that like you know, law is a male-dominated industry. I think that's been shifting over the past. Couple years or however long it is with more women going to law school and graduating law school. But real estate is definitely male dominated. There are very few female developers. There are very few like female uh, attorneys that own their own shops. There are very few like, you know, civil engineers that are like that are women owned businesses. There's like it's so you're you're few and far between. I think that helps you stand out in certain environments. I think it's detrimental in others. Like when we first started. I wasn't, I was not thinking I'm going to get into a room with the biggest male developers and they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to move from our guy at blah, blah, blah firm to you. No, You're no right, problem. Yeah. But what I knew is that I could outwork people because I'm significantly younger than most people. And so I have my trajectory is longer. I have more time to like work out the kinks and like figure it out. Um, But I think that when you're if you're not a confident woman, if you're not around other people that support you and encourage you, if you don't have a place to like vent some of those frustrations um, and work through some of them, I think it can be really it's something that people find really difficult or they just don't even want to get into. You have to be willing to sit in a room where people don't always say the nicest things or they talk down to you and you have to realize that that's not about you. You also have to sometimes elbow your way into stuff. Like I have elbowed my way into so much stuff because I know what I have to offer and I have to be consistent with showing up with that information or that way of being and take feedback. Yeah. When I first started, I was like super aggressive, super. And then I was like, "Mm, that's not going to sit well with everybody. So you can, you know, then you sort of tailor your style. Do you think
1: as a female in this industry that you were super aggressive because of that? Like my personality
0: regardless, but- I think more so I felt like, I think confidence is quiet, like I'll say I've learned that. So um, I think that you don't have to be like that. When I was younger, like I literally started a business at like 27, like right. I don't know anything at 27. I didn't know like what shoes to wear that day, let alone like how to present as a professional, right? Like yeah. I've never done this before. This is the first business I've ever built. Um, so that's my personality number one. But two, I yeah, I felt like, well, if I'm with all these men, like I need to be like that's the way I need to be. Because if I was like meek or quiet, like then I wasn't gonna like get my pushed voice
1: aside or like, or
0: get my, yeah, or my voice heard or they would like not take me seriously. Yeah. But you learn there's a way to be assertive and aggressive and confident without being like overly aggressive or like, you know, so I learned that over time. I still learn that over time that I can speak up in a way that other people can hear and that other people would want to follow that. But yeah, I definitely, yeah. The person you see today, and I'm sure the person you'll see six months a year, is a little bit different than when I first started. I worked out a lot of the. The kings, But luckily I had, like, Adam who would be like, hey, Rach, like, yeah, the way you, like, said that in that meeting was, like, kind of cringe. So, like, <laughs> got what you were trying to say, but, like, maybe say it like this. Or yeah. we would, we would like, prep before, like, when we first started, we'd be like, okay, you're going to say this in the meeting and then I'm going to say this. And then when I say that thing, you're going to say this. And, like, we would, like, discuss who was going to land the thing a certain way. Because we'd sit in rooms in the beginning. Everybody looked at Adam. Yeah. Like, so I have a project you want to talk to you about, and it's going to be 40 units, a bit of, and I'm, like, sitting here, like, hello, like, I'm the one. And instead of being, like, forget this, and be, I was just, like, okay, got it. And so Adam would, like, bring the conversation back to me. And, like, we just figured out how to yeah. – and, and honestly, having a, a male as my partner is, you know, un, was unbelievably helpful. I think had I been, like, doing this alone, it would have been yeah. significantly harder. But he would sit there, and we would work it out, and – give feedback and move it along I love it to the point where now I don't have to sit in people know if I'm there that that's you want her to give the answers and you want Rachel in this conversation for certain you know subject matters then there's other stuff that like he does that. You don't want me sitting there unless you want the complete wrong information. Cause
1: in, in, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, seriously, you don't want me reviewing your loan docs. Right. Not your girl. Okay. So I'm like, all good. He's like, not good. not all Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good point. Yeah. In the Pritzker law group, he does focus on other things. Oh my God. We have completely
0: different areas of law that we practice uh, that We focus on. We also have a team of other lawyers. Mm-hmm. So like we have delegated a lot of our stuff to other people. And then there's like specific things we hold on to. But even like the way we manage the firm, operate the firm, very, very different yeah. skill sets. Yeah. Very different. You want anything around numbers, finance, don't ask me. Anything about business documents, like don't ask me. Yeah. Leases, don't ask me. Transactional, okay. don't ask me. Like you want strategy and how to move through a process start to finish and how to like build a bridge with people doing that and plans and aesthetic and maneuvering. And yeah, that's all my show. Anything city agency related relation, really, I got you. But no, you don't want me reviewing your loan docs.
1: You absolutely don't want me to do that. Noted. (laughs) Adam, yeah, Adam is very smart with that. So So we covered a lot and I want to make sure that you're on time, too, for anything else that you have today. Um. Is there anything that you would give advice wise to I'm going to try to wrap this in so it doesn't have to be so long and take up a lot of time for you. But advice for a woman getting into the industry, like piece of one piece of advice and then anything for someone who is a resident in Philadelphia, because you've said some like really important things when I've heard you speak before about taxes and that kind of thing. Yeah. So something that I think would be really valuable is if we touched on that. So I'll
0: start with like Philly resident or anybody. The first thing I would say is like every jurisdiction is different. Mm -hmm. And like you need to have local experts. Like that's the biggest thing I could say to anybody they think oh well my guy from new jersey is my friend's cousin and i work with it's like no you really want the person who really knows how to move in that space like you you know what i mean you don't want the person who's handling women's shoes to be helping you in like you know the i don't know whatever aisle you want the person who knows the product and what it is and where to get it and how to source it and what how it should fit and like you want that person it's the same when you hire anybody locally. You want somebody who really knows Philadelphia. You want someone who really knows the suburbs. You want somebody who really knows New Jersey or whatever the county is you're in. People do not understand that until they make a huge mistake. And when you're in real estate, you're not playing with small money. Like You are buying buildings. You are buying homes. You are securing them with loans that you have to pay back that a bank will foreclose on. Like We're not playing a game with money. So I always tell people like, you're signing a personal guarantee here. So like, if this doesn't work out, like they will take the property or they will take your assets or they will take this or that. And then you will never be able to dig yourself out of that. Like sometimes if you're not smart about it, you don't have the right person reviewing it. You can, there's debt you can accumulate in this industry that you cannot dig out of. Like that's a real thing. So that's like super scary, but that's the truth. So I always tell people, you wanna hire local experts. You get what you pay for, so like you wouldn't get a you wouldn't want to get a nose job by like somebody if the market's at like five thousand for a nose job and you're like, well, they offered me for like fifteen hundred with like a side Venmo. It's like, no, that's your face, right. and no, but like it, you get what you pay for, yeah. right? Like that's the truth, and you want to work with people who have actually done the thing many, 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 many times that you're asking them to do, and they should be able to speak to that. I will talk to clients and people say oh my architect I'm like well have they ever done something through a historical commission no but they no then no right. and or here's my advice on it if you hire them and it becomes a mess like just know we had the conversation and i'm not getting a kickback for saying it i want the process to run smoothly i want us to be successful i want to maximize your money so you can get off to the races with the property and the whole point of it which is not spending a million hours on just yeah. entitlement work and as taxes are concerned, it's the same thing with local experts. Local experts know what the where the incentives are, how to maximize things, realistically the timeline things take you know, what it's going to cost, like what the hurdles are going to be, what value that you can have, whether it be tax appeals or abatements or low income housing tax or whatever the other incentives are and how to get them and how they add to your timeline. One of the biggest things about real estate, especially in the developments, is like how long is this going to take? Because we have to take out, most people don't do development in cash, like the full process in cash. So you got to deal with the bank and timeline and draws and interest. And like, as interest accrues, like if you think it's going to take three months, but it takes nine, like financially, that's very different, right? So. So I've heard people say to me, well, I talked to an attorney and they said it's going to take 60 days. I was like, I would be a billionaire if it took 60 days because the amount I could churn out of these, like it's not. It's going to take conservatively, you know, eight to 10 months. You know, and it's not because I want it to. It's just what's real. So local, 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 local. And um, the other thing I would say about like Philadelphia in particular is like you have to care about local politics. Like either – be involved or just don't complain about it. I tell people you want a little bit of a dose of it, philly.com, like read the inquire, click on the politics page. I read it every single day. It gives you little tidbits about what's going on. Like these are the people that are running our city. So at a minimum be informed, but if you really want to get involved, like. It's also more people you know. It, for me, it's how I problem solve. Like if I know this or that council member and I know how they like to see development under the things they've typically opposed or you know how long it will take to get through the land bank process. I do a lot of public property acquisition. Like, then I can problem solve easier when somebody comes to me and they're like, we want to do this. And I can be like, yeah, we can get that done. And or maybe if you're willing to do this out of third or like, no way, it's a yeah. waste of your time or it's not going to happen. So getting involved with politics, caring about politics and or like I say, like, don't complain about it because, you know, just that then that's therapy, just maybe venting or talking to a friend. But like, if you want to do something about it, if you're you know, there's so much room for people to be involved in that. And that's like the biggest thing locally. It's so impactful. You have no idea until you're like, oh my God, like I didn't realize I wasn't paying attention to this stuff. My like advice for young women or anybody, I like wake up and think about two things every morning and they're not Instagram. Okay, so I think about it's you versus you. If I wake up and I'm in a bad mood, that's on me to stay in that space, or change that. Nobody's going to come along and like help me get through that. Like it's me versus me. It's me versus me. If I say stuff about I'm not good enough or my business, that's about me talking about me. And the only person that I can affect and change is myself. So I wake up and like it's you versus you. Who says you couldn't reach out to this person or that person? What's the worst case that happens? They don't answer your email. Okay. I feel like a million, that's happened a million times to me. Yeah. So I'm the only one that can change my mood, change my attitude, accomplish the things, get out of my own way, achieve things. There's nobody holding back. I am always my own worst enemy. We are always our own worst enemy. Um, And we talk a lot about that, me and Adam, about like, you know, change your mindset about that. You're not a victim. Like, think about, you know, what you can do, come from a place of power, and you're the one getting in your own way. That's like literally number one. And I think about it too in an encouraging way, right? Like that I can, I can like have control over that. I can fix that. The other thing I think about is give to give. Like if I'm going to do something for somebody or help a client or like do it because you genuinely want to do it and you come from a place of giving and wanting to. Yes, if I give my time and expertise, do we get a financial return? Absolutely. I want to give like more than I'm receiving or the perception of giving more than I'm receiving. Because- I just want to come from a place where I am giving and helpful and thoughtful. That's why I started doing this. It wasn't for this fine. Yeah. I wanted to have a financial goal. I want to pay my rent at the time, but I was like, I I literally wake up and I think like, if you're going to do stuff, you're going to be generous, like do it because you really want to do it or don't do it. Like if you're going to give to then like circle back and be like, well, I did this for you and I did that. Like, don't give at all because it just doesn't sit right. And when you read some of the books that I have been reading and have read, it always talks about like you have to be a giver in order to get. You don't want to just be a taker. And if other people take, that's on them. But if you come from a place of giving, like the energy that that brings around you, it's transformative. And so those are like, I literally have things written on my walls in my house about those things. So I would tell other people that you are the only thing getting in your way. If I didn't start a law firm, I could have made 900 excuses why I didn't do it. I would have been the only reason I didn't do it. Yeah. And at least I wanted to try it. And then if it didn't work out, fine. But then I could be like, I did it. It didn't work out, great. And you just want to show up As a person that other people would want to be around, like people want to work with people that they like, that they know, and that they trust. And Mm -hmm. if you don't show up like that, like you can't have a longevity, a career, and things like that. Being a woman is an asset, like anything different is an asset, if you see it that way. Right. And there will be people, no matter what, who don't like you, no matter what, don't want to work with you, no matter what. But like, there's seven billion people around. Like, there's many people that want will want to do business with you, and will see, and will find the fact that you have some unique thing to you because they have something unique about them, and they will lean towards that. Yeah. I just would never shy away from trying something. Um, and you can start a business with very little capital. I mean, you really can. I started with a laptop, and maybe some people don't, will be like, "Well, I don't have a laptop." Okay. I I get that. But there's like computers and libraries and there's probably like so if you make reasons why you can't do it, then you won't do it. And like, you know, I just wake up every day, honestly, just trying to do the best that I can for that day. And if it's a bad day, it's a bad day. It's not a bad year. It's just a bad day. And like work towards that. Just doing your best. I just like love it more so than anything. Like even on my worst day. There are so many moments that I just am so happy that this is what I get to do. And I, like, pinch myself. I'm like, I just can't even believe that I get to wake up every day and, like, work on my own stuff yeah. and, like, do this. Like, it's, it's like, wild to me. I would have been happy if we made, like, a little bit of money, covered our rent, and, like, we worked out of my apartment for forever. Like, I would have been happy. The Where we've gotten so far is just wild. And I just know if I can do it, like, other people can do it. And I want to bring other people along for it. So. Yeah. You know, I think you've seen that with me. Like anybody wants to meet with me or talk to me or like I'm always
1: like absolutely and like try to be encouraging. Yeah. I mean, that's how pretty much this all came about. I mean, I originally met you when you spoke at my office with Alan and Mm -hmm. Brandon, I think, was with you, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in that like mindset of I've had people in my world that are similar to you and similar saying things. But for whatever reason that day, like, you know, you just hear something from Mm -hmm. somebody and it clicks. And I was like oh, like, this is actually like, this is it. Like, this is what you need to be motivated by, or like, this is how you act. Like, if you want to be a woman in business, like, then do it. And there's different styles.
0: Like, I'm a very authentic, like, genuine person. Like, I can't show up and not be myself. Right. There's things I don't do that I would do in like a social setting. But like, for the most part, I try to be myself and relatable. So I'm glad that you liked that and saw that <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but yeah there's like so much room for young women in this space and yeah. if I can be helpful even to not women to anybody who's yeah. like man I was like on the edge of doing it like just do it and
1: yeah. see I mean that's also too when we were saying about the whole like networking and going out and socializing and meeting people and listening I mean like I took Michaela mm-hmm. with me everywhere like whenever yeah, I was like, I was like, um, <laughs> Hey, are, do you have anything? Are you done work at this time? Like I have a BIA event or I have, I took her to Cleveland with me for a real estate networking thing that I was speaking at. And just, I was like, just come and meet yeah. people and soak it up. And like, if you want to do real estate, cool. If not, whatever. And I always tell people this, like I went to the BIA event and I saw Rachel walk in and I was like, damn, I was like, I have to introduce Michaela. Cause I was thinking to myself, like, She's going to be so awesome at whatever she does. Mm-hmm. And I would love if she does that next to me because she just pushes me, even so. And when I when you walked in, I was like, this is such a better fit. And, was, and I like know,
0: poached her. I was like, hey, like, let's have coffee. And she like thought I just want to have coffee. And then I was like, you know, you should work for me. Let me show you the office. It's pink. And, yeah. and she was like. She, <laughs>
1: she, she <laughs> calls like- me and she's like. So I was going to get coffee <laughs> with Rachel, and then she wanted to show me the office, and I was like, oh, yeah, she hard-closed you. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, and there's pink pillows, and there's flowers, and it's sparkly, and we can go to the Ritz-Carlton and have a drink. And I just, like, saw her. I, like, saw her energy, yeah. and I just was like, if if somebody doesn't, like, grab this and, like, direct it, like, sh- it's so unfortunate because she's just a killer. She can see we're talking about her. But
1: I thought exactly, though. Yeah, like, that was my whole thing. I've known her for anyway we're talking about my friend Makila that I've known for like forever but I knew that she was she had that Mm -hmm. and so um you know that's just again a part of the whole like networking and you just never know who you're gonna run into or meet or whatever someone hears something you say and it just makes sense to them and then like the magic she literally got a job like
0: the day before we like had coffee and like we had rescheduled it and then like I heard that and I was like yeah, no, like, I don't care. Like, well, like, other people might have been like, yo, all right, she got a job. Like, great. All right, best of luck. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna take no for an answer. Yeah. Like, show her the pink office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was that. But no, to your point, I mean, networking, you never know. Like, I didn't know going to the BIA happy hour. I went because our friend, mutual friend, yeah. Josh puts it together. And like, he's been he's just nothing but a good friend to me. And so like, and he's one of the younger people on BIA mm-hmm. too. So like, we bond over that the board meetings. And he and like because I went to that, I met you, I met her and like I've gone to many of them and I've met people even just like friends in life that are like just encouraging and good to be around or people who I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you did that thing. And, you know, so but your your network is so important and also just like the skill you learn from going to those things, you know definitely have a drink limit, sh- definitely have a drink limit, by the well, way. Well, what's funny is Piece of I, well, I <laughs> normally
1: don't drink at those things. Well, that's good. And the last time I went, I was only drinking because I was like, oh, I'll get you a drink while I go up there. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll get myself a Tito's. Yeah, later. you were like,
0: I'm not going to stay very long. Like four hours later, she's still there. <laughs> <laughs> literally talking to everyone
1: well like it's when like, it's flowing girl. it's flowing you just my have girl. to keep after it yeah you know sometimes you meet people and, you talk and you're talking like okay it's time to go home and sometimes you're like wait like i've had so many good conversations i can't like let the momentum die and after like a
0: hard day of work or, like a long day like it's kind of refreshing being around other people and you can like kind of just talk to them
1: about yeah this is so annoying or that or this is so exciting and whatever so yeah. and people that are in generally in your same world so they get it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, this has been great. I don't want to go too far over into our time. Um, You guys have an Instagram, right? Yeah. Pritzker Law Group?
0: Yeah, I think it's...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Super tech. Yeah, no, our Instagram is at Pritzker Law Group. My personal one is my name, but it's private because, yeah going to keep it that way
1: if you are an agent or someone who needs anything along the lines of what the pritz girl law group offers i will have their email below so that you can contact them i personally have used them i've referred them to a lot of my clients so i can thank you for that highly recommend that they are the truth and everything that she has just said for the past hour is legitimate um if you are not following me on instagram it's jul underscore the realtor jewel the realtor on tiktok you can find our podcast on instagram as well as selling your circle underscore podcast. And you can find us on YouTube, selling your circle in addition to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next time. Yay! I'm like, oh my God, 415.